Good morning or good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Herf's Huddle, Chicago Bears podcast presented by Joseph Herf. For those of you who don't know me or my work, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Herf NFL for all tweets, articles, and reactions surrounding the Bears. So today I'm going to be discussing my prediction for the Bears 53-man roster ahead of training camp, only on the offensive side of the ball, and then I'm going to be discussing three camp battles to be watching for offense and the three practice squad players to keep. Um, of players that do get cut during this uh, roster trim down. So first, I'm going to start this off with my prediction for the 53-man roster. Um, how I did this is I based it off of last year's projections. So um, as a as kind of a filler of what the Bears did last year, the Bears kept two quarterbacks, um, five total running backs that includes fullbacks, um, seven wide receivers, two tight ends, and nine offensive linemen. I kept it very similar here with a few different changes. So to start off with the quarterbacks, obviously your starting quarterback, Justin Fields, with the backup, P.J. Walker. Um, I don't think P.J. Walker is a great backup to have. I think his skill set does align really well with what Fields does, so you kind of have to have him there. So when if slash one Fields does go down, your offense doesn't have to change for a guy like Nathan Peterman um, or like last year with Trevor Simeon. So Walker, similar skill set, uh, similar pay, play style. He isn't afraid to air it out when he needs to, but he's also athletic and can make people miss in the backfield. Um, so that would assume, you know, Peterman gets cut along with Tyson Badgett, who I do like a lot. Um, running back. Um, this is only the running backs, not the fullback. So I changed it up here a little bit as last year, the Bears only kept three true running backs, whereas this one I did four. Um, Donta Foreman, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, and Travis Homer. That was a no specific order, as like I've said before, three-headed monster with those first three and Travis Homer as a special teamer um, slash, you know, back if needed if somebody goes down. Uh, fullback, Kari Blassingain. Obvious absolute stud as a fullback. He was awesome last year. He should be the no-question fullback. Wide receiver, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool as your main three. And then as your other three, uh, Dante Pettis, Tyler Scott, and Valus Jones. So obviously the odd man out here that everyone wants to know about. Equinemia St. Brown was my odd man out. There's been a lot of common discussion on this or that. Um, who do you take, Pettis or um, St. Brown? I personally take Pettis. I think Pettis has developed a better chemistry with Fields. The touchdowns he had, I think he had a few touchdowns last year with Fields at quarterback. Um, and just always seemed to like, as a play broke down, he'd always try and find an opening and, and – Fields trusted him. I mean, the first touchdown um, that he, he he had that year was against the 49ers. He had that also incredible touchdown against the Commanders last year as well. He also provides good special teams value. I don't think St. Brown provides the same value he provides, where when you're looking at wide receiver five slash six on your roster, you better be able to impact special teams. Tight end, um, Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon are your two kind of you know mix and match guys. I think they're, we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of more two tight end sets with these two. And then Jake Tongas is your third tight end slash fullback. I, I see him as more of a H-back where he'll rotate between, you know, wing back, hand in the line, or, or in line tight end, um, motioning to the backfield. Like he can do everything um, along with special teams. So I do like him a lot. The other option there that we could have had is Steven Carlson. Going to the offensive line now, I'll start with center. Um, true center is your Cody Whitehair. Um, I, I think he's your starting center. I don't think, you know, there's another option there. Um, with his backup being Lucas Patrick. 
So obviously both those guys can play guard too. So that changes some things up in terms of your true guards. I have Tevin Jenkins, um, Nate Davis, and then Jakeer Carter. Um, don't think there's a way Jakeer Carter gets cut. I think he's a guy that the Bears have trusted. He was the starter when Davis was missing camp. So don't see a chance that he's uh, that he gets cut. Then offensive tackle slash you know flexible guys, uh, Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright as your starters. Larry Borum and Alex Leatherwood. I think Leatherwood can play both guard and tackle. So can Borum. So I think the Bears here essentially you know their starters are from left to right: Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, Darnell Wright. And the nice thing about that is they have Lucas Patrick who can play. He can play both guard positions and center. Tier Carter can play any guard position. Larry Borum can play any guard or tackle position. Alex Leatherwood can play any guard or tackle position. And then Cody Whitehair can play guard or center and even play tackle in college. The versatility on this offensive line is key for what they need. If somebody goes down, they have two guys who can step up. The only difference is if a center goes down, that's where it gets a little tricky, and that's why they probably need a stash, Doug, Doug Kramer. So that is the offensive side of the ball. That brings us to one, two, three, five on the offensive side of the ball. Again, that kind of aligns because you normally would have 25-ish offense, 25-ish defense, and then three special teams guys, your kicker, punter, and long snapper. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you would change any people out or – you know, look at a few others. But next up, we talk about the camp battles um, with the obvious people who are left out and um, what I think will happen and should happen. Next up here are the three major camp battles that I see being, you know, the tightest, essentially. Um, special, like, uh, honorable mention to, like I had mentioned, Stephen Carlson and Jake Tongas. I think Stephen Carlson can do everything Jake Tongas can do, but he's a little more of a veteran. I just think Tongas has the upper edge knowing, you know, the offense already. But getting into it, um, the obvious one we kind of talked about, the wide receiver six, Dante Pettis versus Equinemius St. Brown. To me, I just don't – Equinemius St. Brown, all he adds to value is that he is basically a poor man's Chase Claypool, and Chase Claypool isn't that great right now anyway. So what, what's the point of having his backup? I just don't really see a role in him for the offense except as a pass-blocking wide receiver, which Claypool can do, or he can just split out. Um, Robert Tunyon. So I just don't really see a spot there for him. Running back is where common one. Um, Tristan Ebner was drafted last year to be the receiving back out of the backfield, the passing down running back. And he has not looked good at all in the NFL. He's looked like he's running in mud. Can't pass block, dropped passes out of the backfield. These looked horrible. And that's, I think, why they brought in Travis Homer. So, but he still has a chance. I mean, I'm not saying he's for sure. He could easily beat out Travis Homer, given that the Bears drafted him. They might want him to develop him. Um, that's kind of the only two I really see battling it out. A surprise one could be not to Foreman if they, you know, like Roshan Johnson enough. Offensive line depth is the last one. That's a, a big one. Um, basically, there's a three-man battle for the last roster spot, in my opinion. I think everyone else is pretty much – or sorry, there's a four-man battle for two spots. I think the uh, the main spots are essentially four. Um, Doug Kramer, Jeter Carter, Dieter Isilin. And Alex Leatherwood. And like I predicted, I think it's going to be Carter and Leatherwood taking the two spots and um, Eastland and Kramer getting cut. So let me know what battles you're interested in watching. Offensive side of the ball, obviously, next week will be defense. So let me know what uh, what you think could happen here or uh, what you think uh, could be an interesting battle. And finally, I will end the episode talking about my three practice squad keepers for the offense. So these are guys that were, you know, either just left out, guys that I think have developmental potential, 
and I've been getting chatter at training camp. So first one I've talked about him a lot, Lawrence Metz. He's the guard guard tackle out of Cincinnati. Played guard, even though he is six eight, six nine at Cincinnati. Um, he hails from Germany. Doesn't have a ton of football experience. I think he's a guy you want to keep around to try and develop. Um, I'm also not including the the uh, player that the Bears had gotten from Nigeria, um, since he's a given that they are keeping him. He gets a free spot. So I wanted to put that out there as well. Um, second, Thyric Pitts. He's a wide receiver that hails from Delaware. He People have been asking about him a lot. I think he's kind of become a favorite of the undrafted free agents so far of a lot of fans. Um, he's looked halfway decent. He had a nice touchdown catch at the at the mini camp that I was at. I think he's a guy that has upside potential, given that he was in an FCS offense that didn't really give him a lot of uh, volume to prove his worth. And then lastly, Tyson Badgett. Again, he's a guy that I love. Hard worker. He's a dude you need to keep and develop, and maybe long-term he can be your backup quarterback. And uh, be, he's, he just seems like a gamer that wants to win and will do everything he can. I mean, every play essentially that I was watching at minicamp from the quarterbacks, which I kept a close eye on because, you know, Justin Fields, everyone was asking. Um, Badgett was off to the side of working um, in between plays, in between drills. Like, they were doing a throwing drill where all they would do is, you know, drop back, run through the run through the, um, the cones, and then make a throw into the net. And they'd just trade off all four of the quarterbacks. And after Badgett's every single rep, he would go to the side and practice the motion again. Like, while everyone was still going, he'd still do the motion to the side. And then then he'd go, and then he'd do it. Um, I just love guys that do stuff like that. Like, you could tell he wants to win. Um, Odds are stacked against him, given he's a D2 quarterback with not a ton of, you know, not a ton of upside there. I mean, he's a great athlete, and he's got a good arm. But he's, again, doesn't have a ton of experience coming in. Um, But there are some things like that. I think he could be a solid backup down the line. So, Overall, that's it for this episode. Um, that's the offensive primer um, for the Chicago Bears 2023 season. Next week will be defensive side of the ball with the same exact stuff, basically same format. So thank you all for tuning in. Feel free to like, subscribe, share with your, share with your friends, and I will see you guys all next week going over the defensive side of the ball.